New year, new things at Gaston County's Public Library. You're listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. Today on Savvy Citizen, we're talking with Library Director Susan McDonald and Assistant Director Paul Ward about some of the renovations that are going to be happening at the main branch starting here later this month. We'll also be talking about some of the new programs and projects they've got on tap for 2022 and some of the things that you may not think about when it comes to borrowing from your public library. Welcome into another edition of Savvy Citizen. We're here today with the Assistant Director and Director of the Gaston County Public Library. That's Susan McDonald and Paul Ward. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you you for having us. And we're getting ready to talk to them today about some of the renovations that are going to be going on at the main library branch. If you've been around to some of the library branches across Gaston County, you may have seen some of the work that's being done uh, since really the start of COVID. Um, But there's some uh, major projects about ready to, to get underway here at the beginning of 2022. And uh, Susan and Paul are here to tell us just a little bit about kind of what you can expect. Several years ago, we um, actually started working in our children's department and doing some renovations there, doing, you know, some fresh paint, kind of sprucing the area up. And so we're fortunate we we left that project and we went out to the branches and was working with facilities to uh, get our branch locations up to par. And it's coming back to the main library in January. We'll be starting on January 17th um, with the renovation project. We're expecting to be uh, in that project for about four months, and it will touch all three floors. A lot of folks may not know that there is a basement to the main library. It's <laughs> typically closed to the public, um, but this renovation will impact all three floors of the building. Yeah, the librarians all live in the basement, right? That's, that's, where, that's where we they keep us, yes. Yeah. Where it's safe. That's right. Um, so this, I mean, this is... This is no small potatoes. I mean, you guys, this is about a three-quarter of a million-dollar project in terms of the, the scope of everything that's being done, right? That's absolutely correct, yes. Most of the uh, renovations are geared toward ADA compliancy mm. within the county and making our building um, as accessible as it possibly can be to, to all citizens. Um, looking at the third floor, we're going to be updating the restrooms there, making sure that they're ADA compliant. Uh, but something that we, we will also be adding as part of this project is four quiet study rooms. Uh, These will be a couple of different sizes. Um, One will accommodate maybe four people, about like us here today, Mm -hmm. um, where we can work collaboratively and uh, work on projects for school, for college, you know, um, even for the workplace, if you're trying to work on something outside of the the office. When you say ADA compliant, what what are you talking about? Are you talking about like door buttons or, uh, you know, wider doorways, ramps? All of the above. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. uh, There will be wider doors. Um, The restroom stalls will be ADA compliant. The sinks, the uh, hand dryers or towel dispensers will be at the correct height. Um, For people with wheelchairs? wheelchairs. Yeah, room room to turn around. uh, That was a lot of it as well, was that to have that room to navigate throughout the restroom. Very helpful for stroller users, too, I imagine. Yes. (laughs) Oh, we've, we've... We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. We're yeah. very excited <laughs> about a part of that. Um, but yes, all of, all of those things. Um, you know, our building was opened in 1978, so there's been a lot of changes to codes, things of that nature sure. since that time. And so we're very fortunate and very looking forward to um, having those to be in compliance. And, uh, I mean... You talked, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and you were saying, you know, some of the branch libraries are quite a bit newer. And so, I mean, comparatively speaking, the main library is showing its age a little bit, right? Absolutely, yeah. We do have a couple of locations that are just 10, 20 years old. Um, Still sounds pretty significant, but when they were built, 
the codes were quite different sure. than 1978 when this place was built. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if you haven't been to our main library, in 1978, it was very much state-of-the-art. With our auditorium, we have a projection booth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was very much on par with what would have been expected in the, you know, the early 80s. And yeah. so we were ahead of that curve just a little bit. Um, we have something very much we can be proud of here in Gaston County with our public library. And it's just, you know, we're just continuing the um, efforts or the steps to make it great into the next, you know, next years. Well, and you guys have done a good job of, of kind of keeping up the library, keeping up with the demand, with, with the change of times. Um, but I wonder with the, the idea to put in kind of the, the study rooms, was that something that was developed before we got into COVID or was that something that you guys like you saw a, a specific need for? It's something that we've had a specific need for for a number of years. Um, and Susan's laughing here in her year that she's been with us. She, she has heard this request over and over, not just from staff, but from the community as well. Sure. Um, so when we started looking at this um, renovation and realized what it would do on the third floor, the, the footprint that it would make on the third floor, it just became a natural progression to add these study rooms. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to it. It has been a lot of work in preparation. Um, when we started looking at the space that it would take, we decided that we were going to have to shift our entire collection on the third floor. So that's about 87,000 items oh my gosh. that over this past <laughs> summer staff have had to touch to, to make room for these uh, study, study rooms. How long did it take y'all to move all those books? It, several months. Yeah. Oh um, my we gosh. had several different groups and teams that were working to, to shift and, and get those items moved kind of a little bit closer together. Um, to make room for these study rooms. One thing we're excited about <clears throat> is that one of the small study rooms will actually be a podcasting room. Oh, wow. And so the library has its own podcast, Gaston yep. Speaks, um, but then it, this will be for the public to come in if they want to do a podcast, and it'll be soundproof and things like that. So That's we're excited to be able to offer that as a service. That's very cool. That reminds me of the Library of Things concept. Is, was that a part of where that idea came from? Um, well, no, actually, we came up with the podcast before we decided, that, and but we do have a team working on Library of Things, and we hope to roll that out hopefully by next summer. For Just for um, listeners, in case they're not familiar with the idea mm-hmm. of Library of Things, can you explain what that is? Um, so it's checking out things that are not books. Um, libraries do go beyond books, which some people aren't aware of. Um, but so let's say I want to have a... a Elmo party for my son and but an Elmo pan is not cheap they can be 30 40 dollars and everyone like a cake pan yeah like a cake mm. pan okay. and everyone can afford that so we will have some cake pans that you can check out oh wow and you know you bake your cake have your party and bring it back to the library um, but it will also have like briefcase a suit and a jacket and a tie that people can check out if they have a job interview but they don't have what they need um maybe a pressure washer, a power drill, just different things. And that's why they call it the Library of Things. And there's libraries across the nation that are doing that. So we're certainly, we're just following a trend. Um, but it's to kind of level that playing field of those who have and those who don't have um, and making sure that we have access to some things that, that people need on an occasion. You don't always need a pressure washer. If you need it once a year, you can check it out from the library. That is so cool. So uh, does the renovation take that into account? Are you planning for that already? We, we are looking for the space to house that and the team, we're, they'll actually be doing a presentation for our librarians in the know, our link group, 
um, on January 19th, I mm -hmm. believe is that date. So they'll be kind of cluing us in on the research they've done, mm -hmm. uh, on how other libraries are doing this, and kind of the behind the scenes of getting that together um, and making that available to our community. So That's exciting. I mean, that's, that's a really cool resource that I think a lot of people probably don't know about or, or maybe would have even considered to, to go to a public library to, to, to right. try to get involved with. Right. Very much. So I was looking at some of the notes that you had in terms of what was going to be coming on the renovations. You talked about it being about a four-month project. And for the most part, the main library is going to stay open during the renovations, right? We are planning to stay open. Uh, there will be a part that on the second floor, uh, we're going to be replacing the front doors. For anyone who has been to the public library in the last year or so, um, they know that we have our front, the main doors going into the library, not the front doors, but the main doors into the library um, we have them opened up throughout the day because mm. the hinges are just wore out. Okay. Um, the, the mechanical uh, parts of that just aren't working any longer. So um, we'll be adding a sliding door okay. coming in with this renovation project. So there may be times that we have to close uh, just because that is the one entry point and exit point to our building mm -hmm. um, as they're working there. It just wouldn't be safe to have folks in. So um, we're being mindful of that. We'll certainly do our best to um, announce that as much in advance as we know. Um, You're not going to open up like one of the third floor windows and just do a slide. <laughs> we, we thought about it. It just didn't work. So okay. <laughs> I'm sure our risk management person in HR, like her, her spidey senses are tingling right now. Like, <laughs> You're suggesting what? No doubt. But thankfully we do have all these up, you know, renovated branches that are open now. So there are some great locations throughout the County uh, where you can get your library services for those days that we have to be closed. Uh, one of the things that we're most excited, I'm most excited about anyway, um, for the renovation goes back to Elizabeth's comment about the, making the stroller people happy. Mm. Um, and so when part of the ADA with restrooms, we had to have a certain number of stalls based on how many people you can have in each area. Sure. Um, and so we said, can we have a family restroom? And they were like, sure. And we're like, can we put that family restroom in the children's area? And they're like, <laughs> Sure. And so we're like, yes, because right now, if you ha you're a mom with a stroller and maybe a couple of toddlers that aren't in the stroller and someone needs to go to the restroom, you have to pack everybody up, go out into the lobby and then pack everybody up, go back to the children's area. Mm -hmm. So having this family restroom right there, you can, you know, conceivably just send someone and, you know, you can be able to see them from anywhere in the room, basically. Um, and so along with that, then I decided to even ask for more. Push the and envelope. Yeah, right. push the envelope. And, you know, I'll take a no all day long but I always want to ask and said can we then also have a calming slash nursing room because we did not have a room that was really accessible for the public if um, if a mom needed to to nurse and so and also to have kids you know when it's time to leave and get them off the computer many kids will get upset um, and especially then kids with sensory issues um, mm. that it's there's a lot of activity in the library and sometimes that just gets overwhelming so to where we will have this calming room um, that parents can go in um, and just sit and calm I hope to have a sensory wall in there um, that will help kids with sensory issues but you know, if you just need a break, I think staff are actually looking forward to going there and, <laughs> sure. and taking a stress break on occasion too, and that'll be fine. Um, but no, it, it definitely is to help the moms and 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 the kids and 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 the dads, um, all the parents that are in there if they just need to give someone a little break or have a private conversation. These are 
These are great updates. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited. We really are. Yeah. It's very much needed. So I'm definitely bringing the library up to date a little bit. Uh-huh. What What aspects of these renovations do you think that um, are going to be the most helpful or needed for the public, for library users? What's going to be the biggest impact of these I renovations? I think the study rooms, don't you? The study rooms and, and that family restroom is... Yes. It's going to be huge in the, in the children's area. So what what will be in the study room? Will it be like a whiteboard or a computer or anything like that? Um, we know at least we will definitely have whiteboards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know. Eventually, I would like to have um, a TV on a monitor on the wall that everybody can plug into uh-huh. or, uh, you know, access. Um, and so you could share documents up on the screen. And I don't know. I don't know that we will open with that. Yeah. Um, but that eventually is down the road. We want to make it, you know, as technology heavy as, as we can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you all have this worked out yet, but uh, I'm going to ask anyways. <laughs> 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 uh, how, how, how would I go about reserving one of those study well, rooms? We have just uh, sent out an email to, uh, telling our staff we need some people on a team to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, again, um, down the road, I want to have technology that you can just go up and sign in, uh-huh. you know, on a pad on the wall. Um, but again, that's down the road. That that costs, you know, money that we don't currently have. Right. Um, but um, so we have a team that is working out what's going to be the best way to book those rooms. And we do have an app, uh-huh. um, a My Libro, um, and so that is a feature of that app that we hope to activate is that you can book a room using the app. I mean, right now you can go in the stacks, pull a book off the stacks and check it out to yourself with that. No way. Yeah. That's cool. So we're just starting the social media blast about that. So So for now, when the study rooms are open, will it just be first come, first serve? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's good. Yeah. And going back to part of your question there, we do have laptops that we check out for in-house use. Oh, okay. So if someone is wanting to use one of those spaces and go in there and work on a resume or something of that nature, mm-hmm. um, there are computers that they can check out for in-house use. That's awesome because I, I feel like I end up doing presentations every now and then, and every time I do a presentation, I have to read it out loud to myself like 10 times yes. before I'm comfortable with it. And if I'm in the library, I just feel a little too awkward doing that on the main floor. Right, <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we expect that those rooms are going to have heavy use. Yep. <laughs> Especially nowadays, you know, so many Zoom calls. If I'm ever working at home, it's so hard to take Zoom calls from home. So mm-hmm. that's nice to know that if I know I'm going to have a day with a really important meeting, I can go to the library to get, take care of that. Right. And we figure people will probably do job interviews and, you know, either yep. in person or on Zoom. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that is definitely a use that we're expecting. Even when applying for government benefits sometimes – they need to do an interview. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, wow. Um, and we've been working, uh, we have some staff who are working with Kurt Geske in Veterans Office um, to try and get help some of the veterans that come in there um, to get some of that legwork done that they need to be doing on the computer. So um, mm-hmm. trying to reach across departments and, and um, work together on some of that technology issues that, that people may have. Well, and you guys work closely with the Workforce Development Board to do different job fairs and things like that as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. Daimler Trucks recently uh, brought their big their big truck to to the library and headed out there. Kind of a oh, eye catching cool. thing is yeah. if you drove up Garrison up and down Garrison Boulevard to say, "Oh, what's going on at the library?" You know, you got this big semi in the in the parking lot. Right. So um, that was a big draw that day for those employers who were there looking at prospective employees. Yeah, and we did until about a month ago. Um, we did have a workforce development um, employee actually housed 
at the PAC Center where our computer center is at the main library, mm-hmm. and she had a desk there. Um, and she helped quite a few people in the months that she was there. But I think they're short-staffed, so they needed to pull her back to, to where they were. Um, but we, we hope that, and, and they hope too, we've discussed that making that um, a permanent situation and possibly even have someone that would rove and say they'll be at the Dallas branch on Tuesdays and maybe at, you know, Bessemer City on Thursday. So that's, that's something down the road that we're hoping to do with workforce development. In talking with them, they've, they've been pleased with the interactions they've had with the library. So uh, I think it's a good partnership for them as well. Mm. Certainly having them at the library is just beneficial for us and the patrons come in, but sure. it's good to know that they're, that service is being utilized by the, by the individuals coming into the library. So. Absolutely. So I, I do feel like I, I took a little bit of a risk having Susan and Paul in today because I did borrow something from the library and not give it back. And that's, <gasps> Adam! That's, that's our deputy communications director, Dandrea. That's I right. borrowed her for most oh, yeah. of 2020, and then yep. we didn't give her back. Oh, <laughs> yep. So my fines and fees for that are probably pretty significant at this point. Well, <laughs> at, 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 that's a chance for another shameless plug um, to make sure that everybody remembers that as of a year ago or a little over a year ago, the library is now fine-free. So there are no overdue fines for books. Um, so only if you lose a book, there there is a loss fee. Sure. Um, but so that's, again, that was another one of those pieces of trying to level the playing field and make sure that people have access and to not let that be a barrier um, to, to checking out books, and especially for kids who need books. And I would imagine that sometimes it's a, it's a matter of it, it is a purely financial thing, like, oh, my gosh, like, I lost this for a month, and I, you know, like, I don't have the whatever it's going to be for fees. And sometimes it's just a pure, like, I feel like such an idiot. Like, I don't want to go in there and be like, <laughs> yeah, so I checked this out last February. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just happy to have it back. And if, you, if you've completely lost it, we'll work with you on that as sure. well. So we're pretty forgiving. I note that you guys have a, a really great um, kind of friends of the, the library organization. What has it been like working with them in terms of getting their help for, for any financial assistance for some of these upgrades and projects? The, the friends have been tremendous. They uh, came, became an organization in the mid-80s here in Gaston County, and um, they've just, the, the efficacy that they have brought to the library, to the library has just been um, amazing. Certainly, they're there for library advocacy, and they're, they're supporters. They're users of the library. Um, they have several fundraising events. They participate in com- the Community Foundation Run Run for Life, I think is what it's called. I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because it, yes. it wasn't terribly long ago. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's in April, um, so they'll, they'll be starting the fundraising coming up soon. And then the annual book sale that the Friends of the Library has, um, and certainly this past couple of years has been um, – difficult for, for them as they've tried mm-hmm. to navigate that. We had uh, an online book sale and people could come and pick things up. So that's been a challenge. Um, but the friends, they, they really help with some of the furniture needs that we have. You sure. know, having purchasing lounge furniture isn't always a, a big budget item that we need, but it is uh, as we try to create a welcoming environment for people to come in and, and utilize our Wi-Fi and, and, you know, just relax a little bit, enjoy magazines, newspapers, um, we do want them to have some comfortable seating that they can they can utilize. So they've been very helpful with that avenue. They've provided equipment with us for us, um, and then a lot of our programs that we have. We have a large live at your library. We bring in um, some very well known throughout across the state um, artists. Uh, they present concerts, do theater uh, performances. We have readers theater. 
um, and the friends support and financially support all of those programs. So um, everything that they raise comes right back to the library and the services that we're able to provide to the community. Now, both of you have worked in libraries for a long time, Paul. You said you, you started out working in the mid-90s in, you said, Ohio? Yes. And, Susan, you worked for in Charlotte-Mecklenburg for almost two decades before coming over to, to Gaston County. Right. In your experience, how important is it to have kind of a, a vibrant library system for kind of the, the educational health and well-being of a, a community? Well, literacy is, you know, of course, the foundation that libraries are built on, and um you know, the many, many studies over the last decade um, that if children aren't reading at grade level by third grade, then it will affect their career choices for the rest of their lives. And so certainly looking at that third grade literacy, but then also then looking at adult literacy for for those adults who, who didn't make that third grade literacy or that wasn't a push when they were growing up. Um, so being able to um, provide not just books, but online resources um, to help people study for tests, career tests, those types of things. Um, I think we, you know, we, we think libraries are a vital part of any community, and, and uh, it's one of the last free places <laughs> sure. that you can go. And, and, and our, our hardest battle every year um, is that making sure people understand that the libraries are still there, We do, people still visit them, um, and we aren't just books, that we have lots of services. Our librarians are very knowledgeable, helping look for jobs or look for resources, do genealogy. Um, So, I don't know, Paul. I I, I agree with everything that Susan said, and just to maybe say something slightly on a different, uh, probably saying the same thing, just a little bit different way, Um, but it's that self-taught. You're Mm. able to go to the library pick up materials, and teach yourself yeah. um, about different things. Gardening, you know, how to, how to be sustainable with your gardening and recycling, mm-hmm. um, your car repairs, you know, just just a wealth of information that, um, you know, maybe some things that you, you don't get in, in your high school or uh, college career, but you can come to the library, pick up some of the resources, you use our computer resources, and, mm-hmm. and find out how to do these things um, so that you can go out and be more self-sufficient in your day-to-day life. So, um, again, I think I think we're kind of saying the same thing mm-hmm. there a little bit, especially Absolutely. when it comes to adult literacy, uh, just, just a little bit different way of saying it. Um, and that's kind of been a bedrock for libraries is that mm-hmm. self-taught education, um, you know, getting in there, finding, you know, finding your way through, by utilizing our resources. I know that, that my daughter just turned seven last month, and ever since she was little, the library is always her happy place. Like, she... <laughs> She's happy as a clam. She can go in, find the children's section, find a couple of books, and she'll just find the most comfortable place and curl up. And it's like, all right, I'm good. Bye. Come and get me in an hour. Yeah, right. exactly. And so we really do try and have programming for all ages, you know, from the baby story time and then toddlers. And then, um, you know, we have um, for the, the tween years um, and then teens, we have lots of programming. We have a, a teen librarian, and that's her total focus is providing programs and making sure our teen collection is up to date um, and then all types of things from adults we have stem programs for adults to painting to crocheting book clubs I mean it's we try and cover all aspects of life and and we know that a lot of times people just look at the library as a place to come and socialize and and just to connect sometimes it's just to connect with staff um, and so we really do think of ourselves as a community hub and and we hope that 
everybody in the community realizes that we're there for that purpose. You guys really had to kind of, I mean, a lot of departments did and a lot, you know, a lot of different businesses did too, but you guys really had to get super creative with how you continued to reach people during COVID by, um, you know, making some of your stuff, you know, online only and um, still continuing to reach people, right? Yes. So two two of the, uh, probably the most prominent things that we did during this time is we created a temporary virtual card so that people who hadn't had library cards previously who couldn't get into the library at this point because we were closed could um, get a virtual card and access our electronic resources. Mm. Wasn't maybe the best, but it, it at least got them a connection with the library right. and, and the resources that were available to them. Um, then the other thing was instituting curbside service throughout throughout the entire library system. Uh, we have 10 locations throughout G- Gaston County. And um, so that allowed people to pick up those physical items without you know come, being able to come into the library. And that's something that we have continued. Uh, there are still some folks who don't want to come into to the place, um, and they're content to just put in their requests, let staff pull those items, and they pick them up at their designated time. Mm. So um, those are two of the things that we have done during during the pandemic, during you know our closures and limited capacity uh, times, to still make the connection with our community and get the resources into their hands. We also added a lot of virtual programming, and the majority of that is still available out on the web. Um, a lot is on YouTube. And, again, we did that for all ages, and, and staff who never wanted to be in front of a camera um, <laughs> have found themselves happily, like, and they're like, wow, I'm, I'm better yeah. at this than I expected to be. <laughs> um, and so it was still a way that and – and we've had so many, especially parents of young kids, say how much the kids enjoyed being able to still have a story time with – you know, their favorite library staff person. Um, so that definitely was something that kept people connected to the library as well. I really like the Goodreads book club that y'all do. You have some good picks on there. <laughs> I always look yeah. forward to those posts and the discussion. <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah. If you're not, if you're on Goodreads, definitely check out the Gas and Cagley Public Library <laughs> group. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a great staff that, that does that and our, ma- our manager amazing. at our Tech at Lowell location, her name's Jessica, uh-huh. and she, she primarily takes the lead on the Goodreads every every year. Um, at around summer reading time, we certainly have a big boost. Uh-huh. But uh, throughout the year, she's also part of that and keep, keeps it active and keeps it moving along. That's the thing about a good book is you got to have someone to talk to about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's no different than anything you watch on Netflix because you start the conversation, it's like, oh, did you see? And they're like, no. You're like... So how about the weather? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That actually reminds me that I, since we've got two library folks here, I have to ask the most cliche question, what's your favorite book? Or at least just give us a, some good book re- recommendations. <laughs> or um, your favorite book that you've read lately. Maybe. Yeah, lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, that one's hard. I listen to audiobooks, and I find that I forget what the title is because I don't, you know, when you're reading a physical book, you pick it up, you look at the cover. And, and, <laughs> yep. But in my audiobook, it's, you know, I'm just listening to it. Um, but I, I will go back to my favorite book because I love my favorite book of all time, and I read it every year, is The Little Prince. Mm-hmm. And even That's though it's, you know, kind of geared towards children, there's so many messages for adults. And um, so that's that's just always a standby that I recommend to anyone that hasn't read it. So, I would say my favorite, and it's, it's been out for a number of years, but it's still one of my favorite. It's called A Perfect Day. It's by Richard Paul Evans. 
and in the in the in the book he loses his job and he's always wanted to to write and so his wife says why don't you write and so he's he embarks on that journey and the book that he writes in the book that i'm reading is called the perfect day Mm. and he explains what the cover looks like which is the book that i'm holding in my hand it was just a very cool concept um the way that it was written yeah very meta (laughs) (laughs) definitely so um i i just always thought that was a very cool concept and i and he's a good writer as well he's written uh, he's a new york times best-selling author so um that's a good one one of my favorites i haven't heard of that one so i'm going to look that up now (laughs) (laughs) and um, adam you mentioned netflix i want to make sure everybody knows that we have a huge dvd collection um, and that was something that was um, we had some de- we had um, popular DVDs in mm-hmm. um, Charlotte, but here in Gastonia, they have series, um, you know, TV series. Oh wow! Um, so like the whole collection of like Friends or Downton Abbey, and um, so a lot of people don't realize that we have all those series. And so then some of the newer series that have come out on Netflix that people binge on, you can now check them out on um, DVD and and binge them all over again, even if they're gone. Ooh, that's a hot so, tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and again, just kind of going back to what you're saying before about kind of leveling the playing field. I mean, it's it really is making resources available to anybody, yes. kind of regardless of you know social status, income, right. anything like that. Definitely. So when you ask someone, "Have you seen?" and they say no, mm-hmm. you can say, "We well, go to the library." There you go. <laughs> because they have it. And the next time I see you, we'll talk about it. Mind. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's good. That's uh, that. I mean, it's kind of almost changing the conversation there, and and you know, for me, making sure that that's in the front of my mind is like, well, did you know that the library is a place that has that or can be a resource for that? And yeah, it's it really is kind of expanding that whole thought process of beyond beyond books. You know, right. the library is not just a place where it's like your kids go for for elementary school to check out books and that's yes. it, and nobody ever uses it again, right? Because that's far from the truth, right? Absolutely. Beyond the reservations, anything else kind of big planned for 2022? Well, we talked about Library of Things. That's one that we're very excited about. Um, We're getting ready to get an upgrade to our Polaris is our library catalog where we keep all the patron information and and the um, book information. Um, And so we're getting an upgrade to that December 20th. And we've been really waiting for this upgrade to come um, because what that will allow us to do, it's the first piece of a puzzle that eventually, hopefully by the end of next year, we will have mobile printing, which is another huge request, um, and also be able to eliminate, uh, hopefully have be able to use your credit card if you need to pay for copies or prints, things like that. Um, And and a lot of that is adding self-help things so number one because of of covid everyone you know needs to eliminate you know as much contact as possible um but also what it's going to do is instead of staff being at the reference desk to collect 10 cents 20 cents for (laughs) copies they can actually be helping people with their resumes help people look for jobs help people look for books have discussions about books so having more of those meaningful um transactions rather than just you know collecting money um and so that's, that's a piece that we're really excited about is being able to automate some of that 
Um, we have put the holds out on the floor at all of the branches, and after the renovation, the holds will be on the floor at Main Library as well. So you don't have to wait in line to grab to get your hold. And then with the new app, you grab your hold, you check it out there at the hold shelf, and you're out the door if you're in a hurry. So nice. trying to save people time, but also then freeing up staff to do more outreach and to have more intentional conversations. Well, you guys do a really good job on social media in terms of kind of putting out there it's like hey here's what's going on I mean it's like if you if you don't follow the library and the different branches on social you really should because it's like uh, on Instagram in particular it's like every week I'll see like hey here's what's going on at Union Road here's mm-hmm. what's going on at, at Mount Holly and it's so it's just it's it's fantastic resource and I mean you guys really go above and beyond making sure that people know like here's all the stuff that we're offering yeah we do we and we have a lot of things to offer we we only get to list probably a tip (laughs) of what's actually going on so and I'm kind of the maybe the nerd of the group here but we also just finished our strategic plan yep um, part of the county county initiatives and um, so we're really pleased and excited about starting into that and I think we've got a strong plan that really will serve the community well and um, so we're looking forward to kind of digging into that we're hoping January 5th you know coming back from the holidays we'll be able to have um, get our, our group together and really get some action plans uh, behind those goals. And um, some of the things we've talked about today are part of that. Um, sure. And there will be plenty of other things. Um, so be, be definitely keeping, keeping an eye on the library and <coughs> social media is a great way to do that um, to see what we're doing and what's going on. Yeah, our big push is going to be outreach and making sure um, that we're out in the community. Everyone can't get to the library, um, and so recognizing that as a as a leveling the playing field as well. So looking for locations where we can um, take computers, take books, and make them available to people closer to their homes. Um, and also one thing that we have planned down the road again, it's you know looking at at funding and asking for looking for grants. Um, is to have at the main library, in addition to the podcast room, we want to create a creation station. That's what we think we're going to call it. <laughs> and so that we want to have music editing, video editing, some oh, wow. maker space, maybe a sewing machine if you need to, you know, hem up some pants before your job interview or something. <laughs> um, so looking at, you know, what kind of technology we can provide so that everybody has access if there's something like that that they want to do. Wow, so, that's really great. Yeah, So we have lots of plans. I would imagine that there's never a time that isn't exciting to be working from the library because there's, there's just, it seems like it's this kind of cauldron of ideas. Yes. Very so. much so. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. And, you know, we're part, part of our strategic plan is having some conversation, you know, com- community conversations um, where you can explore some of these ideas and, and meet other like-minded folks mm. um, to, to build further and further. Um, part of our uh, logo is to connect and discover. And that's, that's a big part of what we're, hoping to accomplish at the library is to allow people to connect and discover, you know, a lot we can learn from sitting around the table and having conversations and finding passions and like passions a lot of times. Um, or discussing differences. And yeah. that's absolutely true yeah. as well. Um, and so the library is a great place to, to have that connection and that discovery opportunity. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just really excited. You know, we're, we're not the tax department. People typically <laughs> like to, people like to come to the library, not so much the tax department, but they do like to come to the library. Hey, we were just talking to them last week. And <laughs> yeah, we had, we had poor David Turbyfill on, and he has to sit there and talk about, well, here's why it's important to list your personal property taxes, and there is an actual penalty. If you, yeah, and it's just like, it's important information to get out there. It I'm is. glad that we did it. 
but it's not quite as fun as talking to the folks <laughs> in the library. <laughs> well, hey, the tax folks are really friendly. So. They are. They are. They don't come to your door with like a, you know, a sickle and, you know, like the, the death guy. Right. The death guy. Just death. You and know. without your taxes, we wouldn't have a library. So it's right. true. This is true. That's We're all related. It's all cyclical. <laughs> That's all I had on my end. Um, Elizabeth, did you have any other questions that percolated? Uh, no. Did you guys you have anything else? Recommendations? Well, yeah, yeah, you're you're all set. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, I think the only thing is just during the renovation at Maine, we just want to ask that everybody be very patient and understanding. We don't yet have a timeline, but we know there are days that there may be strong smells from paint or glue mm. or something. Um, there or may be noise from jackhammers. Um, so as soon as we know that that's going to be happening, we'll let people know. So if that affects whether or not they need to go to another branch or not, but just um, ask for people's understanding as we go through this four month process. I'm sure it's hard to plan with all the supply chain disruptions yes. and construction delays. Mm-hmm. It's a hard time to be doing renovation. So I applaud y'all for <laughs> moving ahead anyways. Right. Yeah, but it's important. It really is. And certainly everyone can be looking uh, looking out for some reading program that we'll be having start up in June. Uh, so mm-hmm. once we get through this, get through all of this and the dust settles and we kind of get settled back into to our routines, uh, we'll be ready to have a great summer reading program starting in June of 2022. For what um, age group? For adults or children? Every, every oh, Everyone? Group. Absolutely. Group. And all we, right. Uh, last couple of years we've had a special um groups for county employees yep. so um, that's part of it as well if you work for the county mm-hmm. um, be a part of that as well so every age adults uh, teens children starts in june starts in june i will definitely Absolutely. have my life together by then and i'll be, <laughs> <laughs> we hope we I'll be reading together i'll definitely be reading by then i make no promises of my life <laughs> that's the best i can do at this point <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank Susan, you all for having us. Absolutely. Today. Paul, Susan, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast. We wish you the best of luck with the renovations and uh, with everything that's coming up at the library in 2022 and beyond. Sounds great. Thank, thank, you. thank you so Bye. much.